Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Moving to and living inside Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. This is Yellow Studio 3.1. It is not inside Hot Springs Village, uh, but the Yellow Studio 4.0 is well underway and will be. So background, Uh, my wife and I came to the village for the first time in the fall of 2018. We stayed in Dennis's bedroom suite of his main residence there on Lake DeSoto. Had a perfectly lovely time, so lovely that we continued to come back and we continued to come back and we continued to come back um, multiple times each year. During COVID, we just we just wore the highway out. I think we came over. We might we might have come over five or six times uh, during COVID. So the place has become extraordinarily special uh, for us. We purchased a house in March. We weren't really planning on doing that. We owned a piece of property that overlooked Lake Lago uh, that we purchased from Dennis and and loved it. It, it was terrific, and we had all kinds of plans to probably build on that. But uh, opportunities arose, and we took advantage, and uh, we purchased a house, and we moved probably 95% of everything we owned into the village in March and April of this year. And we've been splitting our time between the two places, between here in Dallas-Fort Worth and uh, our home there inside the village i've been more here in texas than there uh, for a lot of reasons none of the least of which is uh, rhonda hasn't yet retired but 
She's counting the days. She's counting the days. I think she said six more Mondays. So at the beginning of December, she'll be uh, quitting. My work is pretty virtual. Uh, some of it is in person over here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So we're going to kind of flip the script. I begin to spend a lot more time there inside the village. Lord willing, come later in the year and then well into next year and hopefully moving forward. So stay tuned for all that. I'm not going to dive very deeply today, but I just kind of want to suss out a few things that as a person who purchased a home inside the village and some of the things that just that you just don't know until you do know. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories. You can go to the website, hsvinsideout.com, and you've got all, there's all kinds of links. There's emails, there's contact forms. Just reach out any way that you can. I'll tell you what would be great. There is a voicemail uh, button on the side of the website on your mobile device or any kind of a laptop or desktop device. And you can send us an audio recording. That would be awesome. And if you'll do that and you'll give us permission to put it on the podcast, I'd love to hear it in your own in your own words. Uh, if you've moved here and some of the things that that you discovered, things that maybe were pleasant discoveries and some things that might not have been quite so pleasant. Uh, some of the things for me, this was a new house. So one of the first things right off the bat is, the trash can was inside the garage and there was no there was no day of the week on it and i'm like okay well i don't know what and i didn't really want to go bug the neighbors right out of the gate but it was fortuitous because trash cans got put out and i noticed a tu so okay tuesday morning was trash day but there's some of these just really innocuous, seemingly really stupid things, but you kind of do need to know when the trash gets put out. One of the bigger shocks for me, quite frankly, and our, our house is in Saline County, uh, and that doesn't have anything to do with water because all of that is through the POA, but uh, we got the water bill, and the very first water bill seemed to be ridiculously high. Uh, now, this was a new construction. We were the first owners. And so the assumption that we made, and Dennis kind of helped me make it as well, because he, he felt, well, that's probably, that's got to be it. And the the gallon usage was thousands and thousands of gallons. And, and we had virtually, at that point, we had spent very little time there. Uh, probably no more than a week. So that's fine. Now you get these bills. This is the other thing that many people may not know is you get, you get that utility bill that includes your water. And I think it includes trash and other things, but you don't get that bill every month. You get that every other month. And so we got the second bill a couple of months go by and we got the second bill and that second bill was identical to the first bill. I mean, down to the penny. And and yet the usage was 800 gallons. The first one was thousands of gallons of water. The second bill was 850. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
I have no clue what's going on here. And so I call. Well, I email because I couldn't call anybody. I, I email and I'm like, I just need some explanation. I really don't understand what's going on here. And was told in email that basically there is a 5,000 gallon minimum payment. I wasn't real happy about that. I don't mind telling you. I just thought, well, that's kind of crazy. So I'm going to be charged 5,000 gallons, even if I use 850, huh? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's a 5,000 gallon minimum. If you go over that, then you're going to be, you're going to be dinged more than that. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with this, mind you, but listen, it's not every place is perfect. And if you are watching this and you are looking into coming to the village, I'm going to give you high encouragement to investigate it and think about it very seriously and come on. Uh, it's great and it's lovely. So these are not deal breaker things. These are just things that you just, I, I had no way to know this until I had a house and I was using water and having trash picked up, you know, as a lot owner, you don't, these are, these are things that you don't know. And I was fortunate that I lived in an area that had high speed internet connectivity. I do a lot of video uploading, not just here for HSV Inside Out, but for some other projects and things that, that have been part of my life for a number of years. And the thing that you should know about fiber and fiber internet connectivity is, is a big, big deal. And it's going to be an even bigger deal moving forward. And First Electric Co-op has been engaged in a process. And there are likely going to be more players uh, in, in the space. And, and we hope so. Competition is always a good thing. The great thing about fiber, which I've had for a number of years, is that download speed, which is the one that everybody cares about, because that's what prevents your YouTube TV from buffering, and that's what prevents your YouTube videos from buffering, uh, in part. Uh, so that download speed is what people kind of care about. But those of us that put stuff up on the Internet, we care also about upload speed. And upload speeds with fiber tend to be the same going up, as they are coming down. So if you download something and it's a certain speed, typically the upload speed is going to be very uh, predictably similar to that. Uh, that's not the case with high-speed Internet right now inside the village. So I have high-speed Internet, so I have giga, gigabyte service. Um, the download speed is close to that, not, not quite. The upload speed is nowhere close. It's not even close to a gig up. And that won't happen until you get fiber. So if you are looking at the village, investigating the village, you can check the various neighborhoods because it does it, it varies dramatically. Uh, but there is, in parts of the village, there is high-speed connectivity for download. Uh, the uploads for most people is fine. But if you're uploading big files like I tend to, uh, multiple gigabyte files, uh, you'll you'll be sitting for a little while and, and you'll be waiting. So, but I knew that I knew that I knew that going in uh, landscaping. Those of us that have lived particularly, you know, in this part of the country where where I am from, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, 
I've never had a gravel yard, what many people call the Arizona yard. I've, I've made plenty of business trips to uh, Scottsdale and other places in Arizona and out west where it's pretty common for there to be either sand or gravel or um, if you go down to Louisiana, you don't see gravel on like driveways. You see shell. And uh, so it's just it's just kind of different. Here's the great thing. The great thing is the maintenance. The maintenance is low. The other great, 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 great thing uh, for the folks like me moving from Texas, where you spend just an inordinate amount of money to try to keep your yard alive, to keep your grass alive in the summer months. Well, I don't, you know, I have to water rocks. So that's pretty cool. I do have a tree. I, I've got a tree that Dennis has had to drive by and water occasionally. So I owe him a huge salute and a huge um, thank you for during the dry summer months going by and keeping the tree. It's a, it's a new tree. So trying to keep the tree watered. I can tell you that our first experience uh, we had a neighbor, we met a neighbor who has since moved. Sadly, she, she lost her husband uh, back last year, and she moved back to Texas to be closer to family. I won't say she was reluctant to do it, but she really hated to leave the neighborhood. And I'm blessed, and I think I haven't talked to anybody. I haven't talked to anybody that feels like, yeah, I'm I'm not in a good neighbor neighborhood, and our neighbors are filling the blank with something negative. And my neighborhood is like that. Our neighbors are terrific. Uh, we've got a number of older folks, a number of widows and widowers on the street. And uh, I told the neighbor, we've got a neighbor who's a widow lady, who's a vibrant 90 something year old uh, from Boston and really enjoy just the brief going over and staying in her driveway, talking to her kind of a thing. And I'm looking forward to being there more to just whatever we can do to kind of help her out a little bit. She's got family inside the village, so she's perfectly fine. Uh, we had a neighbor across the street. The grandsons came during the summer. They were the first family to visit, and she saw a couple of teenage boys get out of the car and within an hour or two, we had a plate of chocolate chip cookies, which they promptly devoured. We had never, we'd never met her before. So those of you that have not visited, I will tell you, it's that kind of a place. It's that kind of a place. There's a lot of details that you just learn anytime that you move and it's no different here. The great thing is the POA, I think now they're doing it quarterly. Don't quote me on that. Just go to the POA website, and uh, I'll put links to that in the show notes. But they have these initiation kind of a meetings, these newcomer kinds of, of meetings, and I think they do those a few times a year now. And so there is a little bit of a learning curve. There's nothing difficult about it. It's just uh, some things are a bit different. We're used to recycling, for instance. My wife has recycled everything for so long. It's just, I don't know. I can't remember us not recycling. And um, so 
once we get there, you know, she's going to kind of figure that out. Uh, the place behind the beehive, I kept hearing, you know, yeah, behind the beehive, behind the beehive. And I'm like, I don't, I've never been behind the beehive. What are you talking about? So we had a whole bunch of cardboard when we moved that I broke down, flattened it out, put it in the car and took it over there. A perfectly lovely gentleman, you know, who was kind of directing folks and telling me where to put stuff. And so there is there is a place uh, behind the beehive. I'm sure it has an official name, but uh, your biggest resource, perhaps, other than this podcast, of course, your biggest resource may be neighbors. It just may be friends and neighbors, new people that you meet. Uh, you will find inside the village, you will find You'll find all the help you need. I, I, you just will. And whether that's Dennis or me or anybody that you may meet in our community over at Facebook, those people that live next door to you, those people that live across from you, and if you're in a little more remote area than the people that you run into at any of the local restaurants, you're, you're going to get the help that you need. I told somebody just not long ago. You know, I've grown up in mostly in metropolitan areas. I was born in a small town in Oklahoma, but I've lived most of my life in metropolitan areas. And I've lived the majority of my life uh, in a place as large as Dallas-Fort Worth. And while it's different, it's very, very different. You know, for the most part, I have found people everywhere helpful and beneficial uh, but inside the village, it is different. Uh, the pace is different. The conversations, uh, as a result, don't tend to be quite as rushed and as hurried. But you will find the help that you need. So I hope you'll come and investigate. If you're thinking about moving into the village, I hope that you'll do more than think about it. I hope that you'll give it very serious consideration. I'll give a shout out to Clara Nicolosi and the folks over there, the fine folks who sponsor our show over at Remax of Hot Springs Village. Uh, they've got 30 plus professionals over there who can help you if you're looking for a rental for the night or you're looking for a longer term rental or you're looking to make a purchase. Uh, you need to give them a call. You'll find you'll find their links all over our website and below this video. For your insurance needs, once you get over here, then you need to give Ike Eisenhower at State Farm of Hot Springs Village, Ike Eisenhower State Farm. He also is a sponsor of our program, and they'll get you covered, quite literally. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Till next time, my name is Randy Cantrell. This is Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.